At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the nightcap. Sean and Tim are out getting some much-needed vacay. So, <laughs> Femi Abebeface, Scott Seidenberg hanging out. Scott, we haven't done a show together since, I think it was the couple weeks after the Super Bowl in February. So, good to be rolling with you, buddy. Yeah, let's rock and roll here on the nightcap. Uh, big shoes to fill, but... Uh... Yes. We got them. We got it locked down here. We got some gay baseball games to sweat. We got NBA finals to talk mm-hmm. about. There's so much to dive into. Game one of the Stanley Cup final is tomorrow. Man, it, this is a this is an exciting time. It is an underrated week <laughs> on the sports calendar here. This Father's Day week. I mean, U.S. Open That's is right. going to get going on Thursday. That's going to be a lot of fun out there at Brookline in Massachusetts. But over the next three hours, make sure to tweet at the show at Vison Live on Twitter at Scotts on Air is where you can find Scott. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Coming up, four fantastic guests on the show this evening. You might even call it a fantastic four. Steve Sands, host at the Golf Channel, in 15 minutes to talk all things U.S. Open over at Brookline. Dieter Kurtenbach, columnist at the Bay Area News Group, joins us at the start of the second hour. Help us break down the NBA Finals, where the Warriors have a three games to two lead over the Boston Celtics. Greg Wyshynski, ESPN senior NHL reporter, checks in at 8.30. Will help us preview the Stanley Cup Final between the Lightning and Avalanche, including tomorrow's Game 1. Eric Eager, data analyst 
over at Pro Football Focus in his typical spot at 9 o'clock. If the Panthers trade for Baker Mayfield, how much of an upgrade is he over Sam Darnold? We'll ask Eric. NBA Finals breakdown at 745. Who will be the week one starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers? We'll ask that question at 915. And at 930, we examine the American League Central odds. Is this the buy low spot on the White Sox? I've been asking myself that over the last couple of weeks. I want to get Scott's opinion on that one. But first, let's take a look at this West Coast slate on the diamond. Before we recap everything, Scott, that's gone on this early evening portion, want to get your thoughts on the West Coast games that are about to get underway as folks try to get those bets in. Uh, the Seattle Mariners hosting the Minnesota Twins over at T-Mobile Park up in the Pacific Northwest. Logan Gilbert on the mound for the M's. Joe Ryan for the Twins here. And the Mariners right now, the consensus number I'm looking at is minus 125, the Twins plus 105 with a total of seven. Your early thoughts and just maybe a couple of leans or so on this game between the Twins and the M's. Well, well, Logan Gilbert's been really the only pitcher that you can rely on here for the Mariners, uh, more so than Robbie Wright, even the reigning American League Cy Young champion. Uh, much better at home, so you do like that and understand why they're favorites here. Going up against Joe Ryan, the young kid who's electric for Minnesota, but, you know, Ryan uh, got roughed up a couple of starts ago, but since then has settled in nicely and hasn't really allowed much over his last two starts. Uh, don't know how high scoring this game is going to be, but uh, early lean would be the Mariners, maybe an underplay here, but definitely one that, uh, you know, the total is just so low at seven mm -hmm. because of these pitchers and because of the lack of real offense of both of these teams. So uh, I don't, would, I wouldn't play an under seven, but I do think it'll be a low scoring game. Yeah, that ballpark definitely helps as well there at the T-Mobile Park. It is a pitcher's park. The Mariners have been a little disappointing. I'm a Seattle guy. I follow a lot of Seattle people. I worked in Seattle media. Uh, a lot of expectations for this team. There's a kind of a dark horse out of the American League West, and they are seven games under 500, but still a lot of baseball to be played. Let's go down, though, to Southern California. The Angels taking on the Dodgers in the freeway series right now. The Dodgers are the favorite on the consensus line, minus 200. The Angels coming back the other way, plus 170 with a total of eight and a half. How great has Tony Gonsolin been this year? I mean, you look at this Dodgers rotation, and uh, with all the big names that are in the rotation, it's been Tony Gonsolin who's been the best starting pitcher for this team. He hasn't allowed over two runs in a start since April 26th. So you pencil this guy in for two or fewer runs here, hoping the Angels hoping that they can get to him there in L.A. And really, you know, you look at, both of these teams, kind of two teams going in opposite directions. The Angels were a complete mess. Fire Joe Madden, hoping to turn this around. They're in a division that is not as uh, competitive as we thought it was going to be before the season started. Yeah. But hard to go against Tony Gonsolin right now, who, if you, like I said, if you're looking at the Dodgers rotation and you want to pick out a Cy Young candidate out of that rotation, it's Gonsolin. Yeah. No, that's it. The Dodgers, once again, guess what? They're really good. In baseball, um, let's recap what's been going on earlier this evening. Uh, we saw the New York Mets defeat the Milwaukee Brewers 4 nothing. there. You were talking about this Brewers team saying that they're just kind of off the rails right now. They're a mess. Nothing seems to be working for this Milwaukee team, but for the New York Mets, hanging on to that lead out there in the NL East because the Phillies, the Braves, mm -hmm. are hot on their heels. Yeah, the Braves, what, 13 straight wins it's going to look like yeah. after they complete this game here against the Nationals. So 13 straight wins. The Phillies are in a battle right now with Miami. Should they win, they would improve to 10-1 uh, and one in their last 11 games. But uh, even if they lose, they're still going to uh, have a pretty good record here. I think the Braves and the Phillies have both closed the gap on 
the New York Mets. The Mets are staying afloat, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what you want to do when you're a team dealing with injuries, right? Stay afloat because they got some good news today that both DeGrom and Max Scherzer are on track and should be back sooner rather than later. Yeah, this Mets team, it's hard to to stave off the world champions, the Atlanta Braves here, who uh, they made some changes, so they had a little bit of a – uh, not a not a rebuild, like more of like a reshuffling from a World Series champion team. But they but did just lose Ozzy Albies yes, to an ankle, is, uh, ankle, the foot injury, so yeah. that's not great. Yeah, it was a 60-day injured list. Yeah, he's Ozzie. out for a yeah, while. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a yeah. long one there for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the Marlins and the Phillies. Right now, we are tied at eight in the top of the eighth as the ball is flying out in Philadelphia. <laughs> surprise, surprise there. The Phillies, they went off as minus 145 favorites in this game. Plus 125 were the Miami Marlins there with a total of eight and a half. We've gone well over that as we see the live numbers right now here. 17 and a half is our live total with both teams knotted up at eight right now. The Phillies minus 120 on the money line. Marlins plus 130. Which, you know, take a look at that live number here. I know it's kind of ridiculous to think about it. We got 16 runs already and we're in the eighth inning. If this gets to extra innings with the ghost runner on second, the likelihood of getting two more runs in this game is extremely high. So I don't necessarily hate a live total here, which is only a run and a half above of what we have now currently in the eighth inning. Yeah, no, that game is the Phillies before the season. I remember we talked about this team and you said that they are an excellent offensive team. Now the pitching and all that stuff is a question mm-hmm. mark. The defense is a question mark, but everyone's called this team like the softball league team just <laughs> because of how good they've been hitting. And that's come to fruition. Bryce Harper now rounding into form there out of Philadelphia as well. The reigning MVP out of the national league. They clearly just, I don't know how else to say it. They hated Joe Girardi. Yep. That's it. The that players it. did not respond to him, whether it was his disciplinary style or whatnot, like his, his, his style kind of wore out in New York with the younger players, which is why they ultimately wanted to make a change with the Yankees, and they brought in Aaron Boone to replace him. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening here with the Phillies, which is interesting because, yes, they have a young some young players, but the nucleus is rather old, right? Harper's been around for a while. Schwarber's been around for a while. Nick Castellanos, Didi Gregorius, who is a Girardi guy, came over to the Phillies because of Girardi. Yeah. And uh, there's, I mean, results speak for itself. This is a this is their team is nine and one since they fired Joe Girardi. There's it's not a coincidence that they've had this turnaround since they made the managerial change. Yeah, it's not great. Some of these older managers, you really wonder if the new generation of baseball players if they can really connect to them. I know Tony Larusa out there in Chicago. Oh, he's the he's, next manager to be fired. Yeah, he's under a lot of you want to place a, you want to place a bet right now. The <laughs> next manager to be fired is Tony Larusa. We'll talk American League Central like I mentioned later on in the show, but. The New York Yankees, Joe Girardi's previous stop there, the New York Yankees' best record in baseball. They're taking on the Tampa Bay Rays tonight. We're in the top of the ninth. The Yankees lead 2-0. They went off as minus 220 favorites. The Rays were plus 180 there with a total of 7.5. Clearly, that is uh, trending toward the under, but it's baseball. You never know what could happen there. We don't want to jinx the folks who bet that under there. But the Yankees, once again, they are just playing excellent baseball. You hope that they don't peak too soon is really the concern there for the New York Yankees. It's the starting pitching, and it's been amazing because over the past several years, the strength of the Yankees has been their bullpen. But this year, it's the starting pitcher pitching. Uh, I believe it was as of last week, and I didn't. Know, I don't know exactly what the updated numbers are on uh, Jordan Montgomery or Jamison Tyone, but the Yankees' five starting pitchers were in the top 15 of qualified ERA for the ERA leaders in Major League Baseball. 
So you think about that, how great their starting pitching has been. It's just Garrett Cole, who's a Cy Young candidate, along with uh, you know Shane McClanahan of the Rays, who the Yankees mm-hmm. will see tomorrow, and uh, Alec Manoa of the Blue Jays, and his own teammate Nestor Cortez, who's right there with him in terms of a Cy Young candidacy, who will get the start tomorrow against McClanahan. So uh, great pitching matchup today between Kluber and Garrett Cole. Another great pitching matchup tomorrow between Cortez and McClanahan. Yankees legit? Absolutely. And if you had, I would pick them to win the world. The Dodgers are the favorite to win the World Series, but I would take the Yankees over the Dodgers. Yeah, they're they're certainly playing like it right now. Yeah. The Yankees five to one over at DraftKings to win the World Series. The Dodgers plus four fifty. Playoff baseball, it's random. You never know mm-hmm. what can happen in a series where it's five games or seven games. But right now, the Yankees look like they are legitimate contenders out there in the American League. Real quick before we go to break. You're on a couple plays here right now that you're sweating out there with the Giants and also with the Reds. Yes, I got the Cincinnati Reds in the first five innings. Uh, Get it even – it was – Minus 110 both ways. You could have uh, shopped around here in town. I believe Westgate had Reds at even money. You could have got Reds at minus 108, uh, depending on which books had dime lines. Uh, So the Reds right now, 0-0, top of the third inning. They do have a runner on second, so we'll see what happens there. But it's Tyler Molly against Zach Davies. Clear pitching edge for the Reds, who also got Jonathan India and Mike Moustakis activated off the IL and in the lineup here tonight and then I'm on the Giants run line against the Royals complete fade of Bubich while backing Logan Webb on the mound these Giants jerseys that they're wearing right now I'm I'm not sure if I'm a fan it looks like it's the city edition like I don't know if Major yeah, League Baseball is doing that kind of thing but I think this is like the this isn't the Gigantes is it the yeah I think this is the City Connect ones yeah, yeah a little yeah, awkward yeah the City Connect is what we're calling City mm-hmm. Edition is NBA city, yeah City Connect yeah MLB well we're gonna connect here all throughout these three hours with you guys talking MLB, NFL, NBA Stanley Cup final. But coming up next, U.S. Open. Steve Sands of the Golf Channel will join us as we break down Brookline here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way that you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in varieties of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zicotine, Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Femi Bebefe hanging out with Scott Seidenberg. And we talked about this at the top of the show that it's a fantastic sports week. The U.S. Open is what I'm most excited about, which mm. is going to we're going to bring on our first guest on the program here. He is Steve Sands of the Golf Channel. Steve, we appreciate you joining us this evening out there in Boston, a late night for you. Um, we're going to get to the uh, players and all that stuff in just a bit. But first, can you give us a breakdown of the course and what type of game will be best suited this weekend? Yeah, we're in Boston this week. It's great. Uh, the golf course is fantastic. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a small place, man. Small greens tight fairways, fast greens. It is awesome. It's going to be kind of place where you better hit fairways. So if you're, you know, a Rory McIlroy or a Justin Thomas, you're one of those favorites, uh, you better get after it. If you're a Will Zalatoris or a Tommy Fleetwood, kind of a little off the board, off the pace, uh, if you your fairways and your greens, you've got a chance to score here. But if not, you're going to be in big trouble. Steve, we know already the Live Golf Tour has been a major point of contention, a topic of conversation here for the players heading into this tournament. Do you expect that to subside, or, or do you think that over the course of this weekend, more conversation will occur maybe when some of these Live Golfers are high up on the leaderboard? Yeah, if they're on the leaderboard, we're going to have to talk about it. But if they're not on the leaderboard, I don't think we're going to talk about the Live guys at all. I think. Once they put the peg in the ground on Thursday, uh, I think that stuff will go away, and the U.S. Open will get the, the you know, the attention and the stature it deserves. Uh, and then, you know, look, next week, I think more guys are going to, you know, announce that they're going to go play over there. But for now, I think that, you know, yesterday, today, a little bit tomorrow, uh, but once Thursday comes, gosh, I hope they, they're talking about the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open, for goodness sake. We shouldn't be talking about anything else. Yeah, unless DJ is on top of the leaderboard, though, of course. Yeah. Now, now, that would, now, that would make things different, yes. 
Uh, we're speaking with Steve Sands of the Golf Channel. Uh, you mentioned the Live Tournament there. One guy who's been outspoken against it, Rory McIlroy. He's gone top 10 in back-to-back -back majors this season. Won the RBC Canadian last week in impressive fashion. Sitting as the favorite right now to win the U.S. Open, is Rory the rightful favorite or is someone else that should probably be maybe a Scotty Scheffler or a Justin Thomas who won the PGA Championship? No, I think Rory's the right guy to be, you know, in the pole position there. I think that the last time you won a major, he won the week before he played in that major championship. And Rory's the kind of guy when he gets warm, he tends to heat up quite a bit. And I think Rory, if he hits his wedges right and he has his putter cooperating, I think Rory McIlroy absolutely will be on the first page of the leaderboard come the weekend. You mentioned Will Zalatoris earlier, and he's a guy that I've been backing in every single tournament. Uh, I just I, I have the major FOMO that eventually when I stop betting him, he's going to finally win one of these things, Steve. So I'm just going to keep riding him until he does. Uh, but a great showing at Augusta once again, especially early on. Uh, what do we think of his chances? You mentioned if, he, if he's off the fairway, he's going to be in bad form here. But the way that he's been striking, especially with his irons, I, I love this kid's game. Uh, how, how how much do you think – what are his chances to stay on top of the leaderboard? Oh, I think he's got a great chance. God, I love the way that kid hits the golf ball. You know, and he keeps knocking on the door. You hear this phrase a lot in golf that you have to give yourself chances. It's, it's really hard to win in golf. I mean, like, take Tiger Woods, all right? He only won like 30%. I don't mean only. I mean, he won 30%. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this isn't like, you know – the NBA or, or the NFL or major league baseball or the NHL where, you know, you can rip off win after win after win, you know, if you get hot, if you get hot in golf, uh, you, you, you're going to win, but you're not going to win at that kind of pace. So I, I think he's got a great chance. Uh, you keep giving yourself chances in this sport. At some point that door is going to crack open. It's a jar right now, but I think it's going to crack wide open if he hits fairways and greens like he usually does this week. Well, it's interesting with Zala Torres because he is yet to win on the PGA Tour here. Is it realistic right. that somebody could get their first win at the U.S. Open, or does the pressure set in on the back nine on Sunday of not only have I not won a major, I've never also won against this sort of competition? Well, normally you would say what you just talked about, that it would have no chance, but – with Will, you know, he had a chance at the Masters a couple of years ago with Hideki Matsuyama. He had a chance at the PGA Championship just four weeks ago. For whatever reason, he hasn't won yet on the PGA Tour, but I'm not worried about that. What's more impressive to me about Will is that he keeps giving himself opportunities in these big events. It seems like the big events, Brooks Kepka said years ago, the big events are the easiest ones to win. They're very difficult to win. They're the <laughs> easiest ones to win because – only a few people think they can get to the finish line. Mm. Now, Will hasn't done that yet, but he does think he can get there. And that is a big, big deal. So if Will hits the ball well, like he usually does, I think he's going to give himself opportunities. The problem with Will, as you'll see over the next four days, or you know, Thursday through Sunday, is when he has short putts, it tends to get a little squirrely for him. And on these greens, so fast, so undulating, those short putts from six feet and in are going to be really, really difficult. So he's going to have to buckle down with that part of his game. But I fully expect Will to play well this week.
You mentioned Brooks Kepka. Uh, you like his chances. He's sitting about 40 or so to one. So a little bit of a long shot here, but can he claw his way back to success at the U.S. Open? Love a long shot. Love Brooks at big time major championships, but he has not been playing well, man. I, mm. I, I not, that, not that I would fade him. I'm just not sure I would put money down on him. I, it's, it's so hard to come to major championships when you're not playing well. Jack Nicholas once famously said he's the greatest champion of them all, uh, as far as the majors go with 18, that you can't find your game at a major. You have to bring your game to a major. And I feel like this week Brooks is finding his game, not bringing it. And I think that's going to be a difficult task for Brooks. Steve, we talked a lot about all these guys that are kind of near the, near the top of the leaderboard. Who is further down the leader on the on the odds board? I should say that you might like any long shots that you're eyeing here this week. You know, I haven't seen the board, uh, but have you? If you could look up Tommy Fleetwood, look up Tommy Fleetwood, sixty-five to one, sixty-five to one. That that would mm-hmm. that would garner a long shot. I Tommy is a guy who, for whatever reason, plays very well at a U.S. Open, and for whatever reason. Uh, plays very well. The more difficult the golf course, the better he plays. And I was talking to Tommy today, and Tommy loves this place, loves the area, loves the vibe, loves the course, loves the feel, uh, loves the action of the Boston sportsman. Uh, I, I think Tommy, if he gets off to a decent start, kind of hangs in there, doesn't get himself in too much trouble early on Thursday, I think Tommy Fleetwood has a chance to perform well this week. What score do you think it'll take to win this? You know, it's funny. Someone just asked you that, like, literally two minutes ago. Um, I think if you gave somebody two under par right now, they would never put the peg in the ground on Thursday and see if someone could get that Sunday night. Wow. I, I, it's just going to be tough. Now, it's predicated on the weather. Sure. The forecast is good. Uh, the wind is not supposed to be really really a factor except maybe for Saturday. But my gosh, I was walking around the course today and I was thinking, man, this place is so hard. Now these guys are the best players in the world. Uh, and if they get no wind, I think it could be four, five, six under. But it's the U.S. It's Open. Just, it's supposed to be hard. Come on. Yeah, no, there's no question. And the guys know that. But if the wind kicks up just a touch, I mean, it could be over par. I, I'll, I'll say two under. What's the total uh, for the wind? 276 and a half is what we're lining it at. 276 and a half and the even par 70, 142.80. So that's one and a half. Yeah. So I think two under is going to win. Wow. Uh, and two under would be 276. So it's right there on the number. I, I think I think two under is going to be a, a really good score. If you, can, if you shoot two under, you should be a winner or in a playoff. Uh, come Sunday night. I, I, two under is a real strong, strong score right now. This golf course is really, really hard. Steve, we got about 15 seconds left. Who's going to win this tournament come Sunday? I think it's McElroy, man. Wow. First time I've seen him in a long time. I hate betting favorites. But I think for the first time in a long time, fellas, Rory McElroy's got a chip on his shoulder, a big-time chip on his shoulder. And I think if he chips and putts well, He's going to give himself a chance on Sunday. I think he's going to get the win. He is Steve Sands of the Golf Channel. Steve, we appreciate you joining us here this evening, and all the best with the coverage this week. Oh, anytime, fellas. Be good.
Wow, Rory McIlroy. We'll talk about that on the other side. Also, NBA Finals here. This is the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. third major of the golf season is here and you can get in on the action with the doers major championship challenge draft in two free fantasy golf contests one classic and one round four showdown and compete for your share of ten thousand dollars in total prizes head to draftkings.com slash doers now to play for free welcome back this is the nightcap coming to you from the circa resort and casino femi bebefe alongside scott seidenberg here we just had steve sands of the golf channel on with us talking all things U.S. Open teeing off over at the Country Club in mm. Brookline, Massachusetts on Thursday, the 122nd iteration of the U.S. Open. He That's said that he's going with the chalk. Rory McIlroy right now at DraftKings 10 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. And that's who Steve's like. He says that Rory is playing with an edge. And we mm. saw last week with the RBC Canadian when Rory said, hey, I got one more than Norman. And this week in the media sessions, he's been kind of very outspoken against this live tour. Maybe Rory's got that edge, and that's kind of why Steve is backing him as possibly being the champion come Sunday evening. There's a lot to like. I just don't know. Like, I'd have to – I wish we can uh, look back in history and see how many U.S. Open winners won the week before. Mm -hmm. Like, I, it's usually um, – you know, usually you'll play, like, a comparative course, like, relatively close, and I don't know if that happened last week at the Canadian Open, if it's a similar style to what they're going to face here. It's probably not. Uh, so, you know, it's not like uh, maybe, you know, you play a course that's very similar to Augusta and then you go right into the Masters the following week. And so people are like, hey, he had success last week. He's going to have success mm -hmm. this week. I don't know if that necessarily correlates, but you have to like a guy that's playing well and you have to like a guy that has confidence like Rory does. I think it would just be an amazing story. And this is has nothing to do with just betting wise. But it would be an amazing story if someone like Dustin Johnson was on top of the leaderboard. Somebody, or Bryson, somebody It'd that's playing in the live tour <laughs> that is on top of the leaderboard. It would be such an amazing story. You, I like, would you, love, like, you like trouble, don't oh, you? Oh, I love drama. I mean, <laughs> I come on. I want to tune in all weekend and see. Uh, and I mean, John Rom today, did, did you hear his press conference? Yeah. I mean, he went off and he was, by the way. $400 million wouldn't change your life, John Rom. Like, okay, buddy. all right, buddy. I understand you're well off. Like, you're doing really well. You made a lot of money in your career, okay? The reigning U.S. Open champ. Yeah. But, like, dude, $400 million will definitely change your life. Uh, okay. It, it, it changed my life. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think Rom was speaking for me. Yeah. Um, but the Livator has not called me, so just for the record. But going back to Rory McIlroy, though, uh, it's interesting because he's gone top 10 in both majors this year. Now, mm -hmm. the Masters won. It was kind of like a backdoor like situation there because I bet on him to win the Masters. He didn't play well through the first three days, and then he shot, I believe, like a 63 on Sunday, holed out from the bunker on 18. Mm. He was just absolutely terrific to kind of backdoor that second-place finish there. Now the cash still cashes out as a second-place finish, but he didn't really play all throughout the week consistently of somebody who typically finish in second place, but he played pretty well at the PGA Championship, went top 10 there. He's been in pretty good form throughout these majors to where it looks like it is justified to see him at 10 to 1. I just, in a, with a course this difficult and a field this good, I can't justify taking 10 to 1. And just perhaps, like for, for Rory, it's like, um, you know, when he gets hot, he can go on a run. It's scary. Yeah. 
So maybe this is the time. Maybe we should be buying in on this run. Maybe last week was the indicator. We're both buying in on Will Zalatoris. We were talking That's about my him during dude, the man. break there. You even guy. asked Steve about him. I was going to ask Steve about him because That's I was like, guy, the FOMO was Zalatoris. I mean, it was the Farmers in January, the PGA Championship last I've month. I've lost out on a playoff in him <laughs> twice. Yes, I've done that. This guy has to win eventually. He's mm-hmm. so close. And the thing that I think Steve also said it as well, that the Brooks Kepka talked about how a lot of guys in majors don't believe they can actually win. Mm-hmm. Based on Zalatoris' play during majors, he believes he can win. He has a number of top tens, yeah. whether it's at the Masters, mm-hmm. the PGA Championship. He feels that he can win these. He just hasn't happened yet. So maybe this weekend at Brookline could be it for Zalatoris to finally break through. Yeah, I, I love this kid. Uh, I, like I, like you said, I bet him every single tournament. Uh, <laughs> Matt Humans and I talk about him every week. That you know, we just keep firing in because yeah. eventually he's gonna win one. He his ball striking is incredible. Like you know, strokes gained on approach, all those numbers that you want to look at in terms of golf analytics. He's always at the top of the list. It's just a matter of him putting it together. The putting has been a weakness for him, mm-hmm. and we've seen that in the Farmers, as you mentioned, when he loses in the playoff, yep. he had a chance to birdie seventeen, didn't do it. Birdie eighteen, didn't do it, and birdie the playoff hole and didn't do it. Missed the birdie putt on three consecutive holes, and that's the reason why he lost that tournament. But if his putting is fine, there's no reason to think that he can't be in the top five. Yeah. No, Zal Torres, he should have won about three tournaments by now Absolutely. based on the way he's played, yeah. but it just hasn't happened yet. And my only concern that I asked Steve about it was just that because he's never won yet, not just a major, he's never won mm-hmm. on the tour. Mm-hmm. If he's in the lead or he's in contention back nine Sunday – that pressure there, it's 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 a lot. But he's been a guy who's played pretty well there with limited expectations. Now the expectations for Zalatoris are starting to grow, and the more and more the tournaments go by without him winning, the more pressure to get that first victory it becomes even bigger there I, for I guess for it, would also, it would also matter who's behind him, right? Yes, like it, that too. It, imagine final round, final grouping, and he's with Rory. And Rory is chasing him by one or two strokes. Yeah, I'd feel the pressure at that point. Or somebody's making a charge. Or like John Rahm is right there. Yeah. Where, some, where yes. Justin Thomas made that charge, and all of a sudden, Mito Pereira and goes haywire. Zalatoris. Now, he battled back to force that playoff. But still, I mean, that's a lot to ask of a young guy when you're going up against a past major winner. Anyone else that you're eyeing on the card before we get to NBA Finals? Shane Lowry. I bet the two guys I bet every golf tournament until they win is Will Zalatoris and Shane Lowry. And Shane Lowry right now is playing some of the best golf that you'll see out of him. Um, he's just, again, you want to talk about strokes gained uh, versus the field and, and all these advanced metrics when it comes to golf. Lowry is uh, always up there, and there's a lot of people that like this guy, uh, a lot of people that like the way that he plays. He's got the right touch uh, around the greens. So I think Lowry is going to be in contention. Uh, you can get him up on the DraftKings Sportsbook at 40 to 1. Uh, here at Circa, I believe it's 31 to 1. So Lowry could be a, a good play as well. Yeah, Shane Lowry, he plays really well on the difficult courses. Uh, I, I think I like a top 20 for Lowry. Um, yeah, I, I, see, I these yeah, are safer, smarter safer, bets yeah. that I don't do, Femi. <laughs> Like, if I just bet Zalatoris instead of outright all these tournaments and I've just been betting him <laughs> yeah. top fives, guess what? You're, you're, I got nice profits going you're on, up. you know? Yeah, no. but, but we go for the outright. I'm with, I'm with you with the outright with Zalatoris. Lowry, I think I'm going top 20 for Shane Lowry there because I do think he'll be near the top of the leaderboard. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he'll be able to, to win it there because it is a very, very difficult field. But Lowry is a former Open champion, so he uh, has that major pedigree as well. 
in the NBA, and this has the potential to be a monster Sunday of a sports day. Final round of the U.S. Open, potentially a Game 7 in the NBA Finals. But oh, right not now, potentially. Oh, okay. We're going to have it. Well, well, let's talk about it then, because the Boston Celtics in Thursday night's Game 6 are four-point favorites. They're still going to find some three-and-a-halves here at Circa, but the consensus number, four-point favorites, total 210 or 210.5 over at DraftKings. Minus 170 on the money line, plus 150 are the Golden State Warriors coming back the other way as the road dog here. You think we're going seven? Absolutely. I think we're absolutely going to game seven. Uh, the Celtics, they had not lost back-to-back games since January. They were 13-1 and straight up mm-hmm. after a loss, 12-2 uh, and against the spread. Um, and it obviously changes after what happened. They've lost back-to-back games now for the first time. Don't see them losing three straight games. Just can't see <laughs> it happening. Uh, if you looked at what happened in the first half, It's not like the Celtics were playing so poorly. They had so many open looks from three. They just couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. I mean, they missed everything. In the third quarter, much better shooting. They made everything. Well, they six of eight, (laughs) six of nine from three-point range. And then Jordan Poole hits that three. The bank shot buzzer beat a three at the end of the third quarter. And it felt like that almost erased all the momentum that the Celtics had. Because at that point, instead of going into the fourth quarter up two, they went into the fourth quarter down one. And then the Warriors start the fourth quarter on that, what, 7-0 run? Mm-hmm. And that's it. You're, you're, you're in a hole once again. I think that you'll see, obviously, a better effort from, the, from defensively. They've been, both teams have been fine. You'll get better shooting from both teams. But overall... I feel like the Celtics were slightly better than the Warriors going into this series. Yeah, okay. We just haven't seen it. In the first two wins for the Golden State Warriors, those were Steph Curry wins. Last night was a Warriors win. It's the first time we saw that in the series because Curry was off all of nine from three-point range, 16 points, and everybody else stepped up. Which is, that's really what surprised me about last night's game there because I didn't think it was possible for the Warriors to beat this team with Steph Curry playing a game that we saw in Femi, if I told you before the game, Steph Curry scores 16 points, he goes 0 of 9 from three-point range, and Jason Tatum finishes with 27. How much money are you putting on Celtics money line? I'd have been looking Half for, your bankroll? I'd have been looking for Celtics alt lines. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, right, like, right? Celtics by seven and a half. What can I get on? What plus money can I get on that? And they lose the game by double digits for that matter. And that's kind of what concerns me about this Boston team is that the turnovers, the mm. turnovers have really bridged the gap between Boston and Golden State. And that's what we've seen so far. On the other side, I want to ask you, Celtics bet the Celtics in game six or bet the Celtics to win the NBA title? We'll discuss that next. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. This is the Nightcap. Coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Scott Seidenberg. Scott, you're sweating out some first five action with your Cincinnati Reds. Do we have a verdict here? Well, uh, Almora Jr. with first and third and one out just laced a bullet directly to the shortstop and Adam Ball for an out. So uh, there's now two outs, first and third. Going to take a two-out hit here uh, or pass the ball or something or, you know, get lucky and you know, but then even if they don't score here, hoping for the push, Tyler Molly's been pitching great. So yeah. we'll see what happens here. Keep our eyes on that. In game two of the Pirates and Cardinals doubleheader that we saw mm-hmm. today, we had a near no hitter there. Miles Michaelis loses his no hit bid with two outs to go in the ninth. The Cardinals, they win the game nine to one there. But wow. One hit there for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Cardinals that cashes that ticket which was minus 210 around that range there. Minus 220 being the consensus number. Uh, the under of nine does not come home there with 10 runs scored there, nine to one. The Cardinals beat the Pirates there. But a near no-hitter 
in Major League Baseball tonight. Unfortunately, though, it was broken up with two outs to go in the ninth. Yeah, he threw uh, 129 pitches. Wow. And That's he, rare. <laughs> and he left after the hit. Obviously, they took him out of the game. But 129 pitches, that is just, wow, I can't believe they let him go that far. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, you don't really yeah. see that too often in today's baseball there with that many pitches. Um, last segment, we were talking a little NBA finals mm-hmm. here as we continue this discussion, if I can get that out, really. Um, and I asked you this. Right now, the Celtics, four-point favorites, a consensus number. The total is about 210 or 210.5, depending on where you shop. Uh-huh. But instead of playing Boston minus four, have you considered potentially shopping around, maybe finding Boston at plus 300 to win the series? Right now at DraftKings, they're plus 290. Because essentially, if the Celtics win game six, they're not going to be – plus 300 in a game seven. That's not going to be what the money line is. Mm -hmm. And you're betting the same thing because if you think they're going to cover four, you know they're going to play a game seven. So any thought to maybe attacking this game that way and going for the plus money prize versus the laying the four at minus 110? Well, I think the better approach right now, the better approach would be a money line rollover. Mm-hmm. To bet them, bet the Celtics in the money line in game six, take your winnings, and then bet your money line in game seven. Because you're actually right now, if you, we, if, the spread's going to be the same in Game 7. It's going to so? be Warriors minus 4, right? It's going to be the same thing as what we just saw in Game number 5. And so if that means that we're going to get a plus 140, right, money line on the Celtics in Game 7. Yep. So let's say we take the minus 160 money line on them in Game number 6, and right now I'm seeing 170 on DraftKings, but here's what you do. you got to wait. You gotta wait till yeah. we get to tip off because that'll probably people bet people are gonna look at the Warriors at plus one fifty and bet it, and then the comeback on the Celtics will actually go down a bit. So let's say if it goes at minus one sixty, do your one unit, you'll win 0. 0.6. Mm-hmm. Then you bet your one point six on plus one forty in game seven, you'll actually win more than what the price is right now for the series. So that's mm-hmm. the way that that's the way I would approach it. If you think they're winning game six and game seven. Just, just, uh, just roll it's, it over. It's, it's parlaying game six and seven together, essentially. Yeah, instead of just instead betting them of, to win the instead series. Instead of betting them to win the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of bettors, they think about this, okay, how should I attack this? Yeah. Which way to go? And some people might just want to, like, if your situation doesn't allow you to do that, you just want to take the three to one or whatever you can find go, by all means there. But Well, like people might do that because then maybe if, if they, then you go into game seven and you have them at three to one in that game and then you look at an opportunity, maybe there's an in-game middle or something that yeah. you want to bet on that you can get like a Warriors money line if they go down by five or seven in the in the first half or something like that, and there's a way that you might be able to, you, you, you kind of want to uh, play it that way. So that's the only way I would consider maybe people wanting to do that. And the Warriors right now, you can bet them to win in seven at plus 145. If you're bullish on Boston to win Thursday night, but you still think the Warriors will win the series, <coughs> you get plus 145 right there. Like we mentioned, Celtics mm, yeah. plus 290. Warriors to win Thursday night plus 145. You can just take that on the money line if you want to go ahead and grab that there. Who wins this series? I'm going with the Celtics. You think Celtics win six and seven? I think, well, I definitely have the Celtics winning in six. And then game seven, to me, it just comes down to, you know, it's a one-game thing. Anything can happen. And um, I think the Celtics are good enough to win. The, the turnovers you mentioned have been an issue. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics this year are, are just, it's disgusting when it comes to the turnover margin. So I have the numbers here, and they're gross. You ready yeah. for this? I'm ready. So <laughs> the, the, it's, it literally is disgusting. The Celtics are one in seven when they turn the ball over 16 or more times in the playoffs. Mm. When they don't, 13 and two. 
They had 18 turnovers last night. In those Of those 18 turnovers, the Warriors scored 22 points. The Warriors have scored 103 points off of turnovers in these first five games, the most of any team in the NBA Finals since the Bulls in 1992. That's an entire game's worth of scoring yeah. off of turnovers. Now, let's just say, let's go back and let's look at all of this entire series. If the Celtics had a qu- not half, let's say a quarter less turnovers, then we take away those points mm-hmm. from the Warriors, and you look at the aggregate scoring of this entire series – the Celtics are way ahead of them. So really, it's play a clean game. Celtics have been better. The problem is was, they haven't played clean I games. Gonna, I was going to say, is that easier said than <laughs> yeah. done for this Boston Celtics team? Because I'm sure their head coach, Ime Yodoka, is saying, hey, guys, take care of the basketball, mm-hmm. take care of the basketball. And for some reason, they just don't have the ability to take care of the basketball. Jason Tatum, more turnovers this postseason than any player in postseason history. If they win the championship, they're going to be they're going to go down as one of the most unserious teams to ever win an NBA <laughs> title because you don't see championship teams turn the ball over like that. And you saw it in the Milwaukee series; they let that go to seven without Chris Middleton there for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. You saw it in the Miami series; they let that go to seven, even though the Heat had Tyler Hero missing a number of games. He tried to get it out in Game Seven, but he was probably about 50% in that mm-hmm. game. These are a series that they should have taken care of in five or six. They go all the way to seven. Eventually, you're going to play with the fire for too, lo- yes. too much, and you're going to get burnt. And they might get burnt there if they continue to be careless with the basketball. Oh, I agree. And look, you're not going to get that bad shooting performance from Steph Curry either yeah. ever again. Then again, how likely is it that you're going to get that Andrew Wiggins performance? How likely is it that you're going to get that Clay Thompson performance? Things that we haven't seen really, so far in this NBA final. So while Curry will be better, everyone else will probably take a step back. I expect Brown to be better. I expect Tatum to be better at home. And I think mm-hmm. this, I think the Celtics win game number six. And then going into game seven, the value is just going to be on the Celtics uh, rather than the Warriors laying the four points. So if you think the Boston Celtics are going to win the series, finals MVP is looking really juicy for you right now with Boston trailing the series mm-hmm. three to two. Steph Curry is the odds on favorite minus 320 there. Which, so Curry, it's it, which it, let's play this out now. OK, Celtics win game number six. Mm-hmm. The odds will move to become proxies for the teams to win in game seven. So Steph will go to minus 160, minus 170, because that's proxy? what the Warriors will be. And then Tatum will go to plus 150, which is what the Celtics, Celtics will be in game seven. Because let's face it, no one else besides Steph Curry is winning it for the Warriors. Absolutely no one. I saw you tweeting out this last night. If anyone wants to think Andrew Wiggins is winning it, I will book your bets. Or just give me your money. Yes. Because I'll do something better with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a discussion that we saw after last night's game. Wiggins was outstanding last night. Mm -hmm. But he is not going to win finals MVP. It would take Steph Curry getting injured. or even something doesn't even matter. And the but I think if Steph Curry gets hurt, guess what? Warriors are not going to win this yeah. series. I can tell you that right now. I don't think I don't think Wiggins has done enough here. And Steph Curry, because he's never won mm-hmm. it as well, will win it. The Riders want to correct the wrong of 2015 yes. when they give it to Andre Iguodala over Curry. And, and as far as the Celtics are concerned, the Riders aren't going to look too much into this. They're not no. going to say, "Oh, well, he was not efficient." Then it's plus minus. They're going to say, he's "What are rack- his averages?" He's racking up the assists. Yep. He's still scoring. And in order for Boston to win these games, guess what? You're going to need a Tatum performance here. And you're probably going to get it here in game six. 
I like the, you know, Tatum's point total because they're expecting a Tatum performance in game six actually went up a point. Yeah. So based off of how poorly he's played, they still moved his point prop up a point going into game six. No, we're in lockstep here with the MVP. I tweeted mm-hmm. after game three. I was like, I think finals MVP is down to two guys, Curry or Tatum, because when you bet on these markets, you also have to realize what you're betting on. You're betting on also that team to win the series yeah. for the Celtics to win the series. Jason Tatum is going to have to eventually play Mm -hmm. like a first-team all-NBA caliber player like he is. And if he does that, he's going to get the votes over Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was the leading scorer for Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Tatum won that award going away, Eastern Mm -hmm. Conference Finals MVP. Best player on the best team typically wins this award. We'll ask this question to Dieter Kurtenbach of the Bay Area News Group next here on The Nightcap. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find all made to order, so you can find all made to order, so you can find all made to order. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 